we're live, baby. That's live. fair. Like, we're live in sunny we're Los back, Angeles, baby. California. Hello. Before we it actually is sunny today. It wasn't it's sunny. It's absolutely yesterday. beautiful today. It's a little windy, but it's beautiful. Going on a hike later. Really? Don't know where yet, though. Ooh. I'm going to do the movies later, so I'm just going into a dark place. So, <laughs> speaking of movies, uh, as we always do, let's talk about some local Los Angeles news before we start talking about Star Trek. Yeah, Am let's I just right? do it. Yeah, people have been really like, they must be six months behind on what's happening so here in Los Angeles. <laughs> they haven't heard our us. podcast. <laughs> so behind. Uh, movies are back. The Egyptians back, baby. The Vista's back. The Vista's, Vista's back, back, baby. Yeah, that's a big one. They're um, showing Thanksgiving on 35 millimeter. That's what I'm going to see today. Are you? Yes. Cool. Sweet. I'm Thanksgiving. Psyched. Is that that new horror movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the yeah. Eli Roth one, yeah. Yes. Based on his trailer from uh, Grindhouse, Grindhouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. I knew I recognized it. Mm-hmm. Last okay. night, I went and saw Nope in 70 millimeter at the Egyptian, and it was... Oh, cool. Incredible. I got goose uh, pimples. Tony Tony got to do a walkthrough of the Egyptian like before they opened mm-hmm. it because he's on the board of uh Hollywood. Yeah. And he like brought back pictures and like showed them to us and he's like they ruined the fucking theater by like they did a beautiful job like restoring the ceiling mm-hmm. and then they hung the speakers by aircraft cable for the Dolby like sound yeah. system, Atmo, the Atmos stuff, yeah. like the and ceiling so it's like ones. The speakers are like hung down below the the restoration that they did, and he's like, "It looks ridiculous." And I was like, I don't "It doesn't it look that, that bad. bad." I'm like, "What?" I was looking at it last <laughs> night. You can hardly <laughs> notice. When yeah. when I go to the movies, what do I do? I do this. I look up. To I be fair, on, and the then time. I just hear the I movie. <laughs> to, <laughs> to be, be fair, fair yeah, before the movie started, I was just staring oh, at the okay. ceiling for like 20 oh, minutes. Oh, sure, before the movie starts. <laughs> yeah, but when you're watching the movie, it doesn't ruin your experience, does it? Hmm. They no, actually it did a nice... It, I was a little bummed because around the screen, they kind of like grayed out all of the columns and stuff. They didn't like restore that part of it. But it really? makes sense because when you're watching, having that black space around the screen is actually really nice because it like so for those of us who almost exclusively see our movies at the grove explain the significance of these theaters oh god mark or people who just live in a part of the country where where they don't have these theaters the egyptian in the the mall and it doesn't matter yeah the egyptian (laughs) is a, a movie palace from the 20s that is like one of the og hollywood movie theaters and it's uh, they used to create these movie palaces after like a theme. So there's like Grauman's Chinese Theater, which is like a Chinese theme theater. That's the famous one with all the handprints and with feet all prints the stuff. on the front. Yeah. yeah. So this one on the inside is all like ancient Egyptian like themed and there's all this like sparkly stuff and there's scarabs and stuff. It's it's pretty rad. Very cool. It's I feel like it sort of comes to from this like not B movie culture, but like what the movies brought to the screen. Like people were very excited about seeing things like Egypt. It's like you know, it's a transportational thing, yeah. and like I makes me wonder what what the equivalent would be now. Like, would it be the mm. the the Avengers Tower oh Palace? You know, like it would be hacky and well, lame, I, th- I think it, it's also it we don't do that anymore though that's the thing don't is do that we don't like theme that. these things so like it's hard to tell what we would actually theme yeah. it well I think right? it's also it's based on like opera houses and like the mm-hmm. greatest playhouses in the world that aren't necessarily sure. themed but 
they're built in the way that those spaces had culture and Hollywood very specifically is Tinseltown. So it's, it's all facades. So in a way, all mm-hmm. of these like themed movie theaters, they are Hollywood's culture and they're creating these like grand opera houses for the art of Hollywood in a way, if you want to read it that way. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Yeah. The Egyptian so- is run by American Cinematheque. It is owned by Netflix. Yes. In case anyone cares. <laughs> this is true. The Vista <laughs> is in Los Feliz, which is kind of a hipster neighborhood. It's really like a now smaller it's, it, version of these like themed like, yeah. movies. It's, it's, it's a lot more like blue collar in terms of aesthetic and everything. It's great theater. And Quentin Tarantino bought it. I basically saved it during a pandemic because otherwise it would have shut down. But basically retained the vast majority of the staff mm-hmm. and they restored it to, they didn't like polish it up. They, I mean, they polished it up. They didn't change anything. Yeah. So it looks like it's like a historical site. Uh, so they didn't change anything on the inside. They just like cleaned it up. Pretty sure they, well, they I took think them they, for fucking ever to reopen. I think they ship a thesis <laughs> it where it, like, it looks the same, but like, Brand they new, restore basically. it to its natural yeah. like state, yeah. basically. So you'll have to give us a report, Dylan, on how that is. But I'm what's so cool excited. too is they they have a a seventy, a thirty five, and a sixteen projector, don't they? Well, like they're going to be able to do everything. They have there. seventy, thirty five, and then they also have the uh, they have sixteen, but they also have a micro cinema, like a twenty five C micro cinema that's playing eight millimeter and VHS. That's Where did they put wild. that? I don't know. I think it's in like one of those little side buildings. Do you just watch it yeah. on like a TV screen? How do you do, like? Is it? No, you project it. A micro on theater? A no, it's like a you know it's just a it's smaller like theater. Probably a, a hundred inch screen or something. Mm-hmm. Like oh, okay. That. Yeah, but you're you're viewing like slower resolution. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're stuff. viewing like a VHS, there's only so big a screen you can watch it on, right? Please don't tell me uh, that because buddy, uh, buddy. we just shot a whole movie on VHS. <laughs> no, I know. That's the case, I'm fucked. I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying, but like you, 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 like the whole point is to get it on a certain size screen when you shoot it on yeah. VHS. Like, right? It was I more guess. like the aspect. I don't know, don't, you don't do shoot do it on IMAX. Any? Like you can't shoot it on an IMAX screen. You can't shoot a VHS on an IMAX screen, can you? Well, that's not how things work. I so. <laughs> Like, shall we get into how film works? Like, it's not going Mark? on the bubble on the on the the sphere in in uh, Las Vegas. We're making the first. Sphere That's of VHS what actually the plan experience. is. We shot on VHS uh, to yeah, put it on the sphere. On the sphere. <laughs> yes. So much has happened that there is a we sphere in Las Vegas what it's now. Look like blown up. <laughs> have you thought about that? My my. So for it. the listeners, we just I shot my first feature, uh, <laughs> and we shot it. Dylan did it alone. No, that's not what I'm no saying. Help. Jan was. I was there. literally about to say Jan was there, <laughs> DITing and editing. Darius was there working on it as well. Mark it's wasn't all of our film. Mark wasn't, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but no, we so we shot this film, and it's all shot on VHS. So my brain thought because it's analog we can scan it in however high quality that we want and blow it up but the what's the the noise isn't digital it's analog so it'll we can still upscale it but it won't break apart digitally if that makes sense i think so the noise the noise will still be there it won't yeah it won't get like that super grainy like uh, like America's Funniest Home Videos. At, like, 
Yeah, you're looking at like the TV screen, like way closer. Sure, sure, sure. Like grainy. Yeah, there's scan lines. There's going to be scan right. lines because it's an interlaced medium. Right. But right. anyways, there's all technical stuff, but it it'll look fine. Anyway, I'm excited. The goal isn't we're for it to it look the, like an IMAX movie. Yeah, we're showing, we're showing it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to go to <laughs> Vegas and I'm going to I'm going to walk around the dome and I'm going to watch it on the on the, awesome. the sphere. Did you? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. Did you know the sphere? Did you know the sphere has over a, like a hundred thousand speakers in it and. The speak each individual speaker is pointed at an individual seat, so like each seat gets its own surround sound like speaker system. Basically, that's how they dealt with it. How much did the sphere cost? And they use it to like put emojis on. Like what a what a fucking waste. Yeah, and I didn't hear what you said. I don't know if you said something or not. Oh, I did. Sorry, and I was I was just muttering to myself. I wonder how much it cost because I'm thinking, you know, like maybe I can set up a little sphere in my place. Uh, (laughs) Like they they two point three bill. (laughs) They legitimately behind the LED behind the LED wall inside have speakers because it was a it was an a challenge for them. They're like, okay, how do we how do we make this sound amazing for everybody? Because it's a sphere, and that's like a hard thing to actually do in a sphere. And the so their their solution was a speaker per seat, basically. And yeah, so they have speakers like pointed at each individual seat that you're sitting. In. I love it. It's it's a brute force solution. It's yeah. a we don't have a solution. It's just everybody gets their own. But speaker. because of that, people say it's like one of the most amazing like auditory experiences. Like every seat doesn't have like there's no bad sound in that place. Like the only way I think the sphere is a perfect Las Vegas. They're losing exi- like so thing. much money on that. Thing. Are they? They're losing so much money. What do you why? <laughs> it's a two billion dollars. How are we gonna make back two billion dollars on this stupid ass? It's a bubble? movie theater. It's a big ass <laughs> fucking losing, movie. It's a concert venue. You know how much they're losing so much money. <laughs> how many <laughs> tickets you have to sell to make two billion dollars? They'll make it back. Like a, it's how not much is Taylor the Swift. Cost? They're not Taylor Swift. They're not going to make Just, billion dollars. We'll call Jeff. Give, give give the bee. The bees could throw two bill easy and refund that quick. No problem. He knows good investment after bad investment. He's not going to put it, pour his money down the money dome. Does he though? Does he know good <laughs> investment or bad investment? I don't know. Jeff I don't want to give him that much. El no yeah. doesn't. Um, the only way I'll be okay with the A's moving to Las Vegas is if their stadium is a, a sphere. <clears throat> what if they played in the sphere? That's what They're I'm saying. They built a sphere. <laughs> every home run, every home run causes hundreds of thousands of damage. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, they can make it look like it's outside. Because I don't know if you've seen footage inside the sphere, but it really is fucking insane. It's a crazy ass thing. Uh, Sphere Studios, originally Madison Square Garden Sphere Studios, opened in Burbank, California. The facility handles production and post-production work for the Las Vegas Sphere and Future Spheres. So, theoretically, they're, ma- they're, could, they're owned by Madison Square Garden. Like the yeah. people who own Madison Square Garden own. This. Yeah, it's the same. They're trying company. to put so more they're very spheres. good at losing money. They're very practical. When I lived in yeah. Tampa, there was an IMAX dome, and it, basically, you watched twenty-minute nature documentaries where they flew you around overhead. At, like, but you couldn't watch whole movies. If you, if, if I could, you know, pop an edible and watch Avatar The Way of the Water or something, but that's three hours. You can do that. You can do that. You can do that. At Are you right, but, but I want to be in the sphere and do it. I would uh, fly to Vegas to watch Way of the Water in the sphere. You know, Cameron's already working on it. 
There's guys, yeah, we're, we're making fun of this fear, but I bet it, it fucking, fucking rules. It sounds incredible. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's excessive. Obviously, humanity does not need it, but you know where we are now. Everything is stuff we don't need. We've reached uh, the point um, of maximum capacity. I will try to tie this into Star Trek. Ted King, who previously worked on Star Trek: The Experience, wow. is among those who will create visual content for this sphere in Las Vegas. Mm, there you go. What if they did a whole? What if they did a whole Star Trek? Experience. I mean, in the sphere. Star Trek Las go. Vegas. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. is trying to get the sphere for something. I mean, the Star Trek the experience is Star Trek Las Vegas. Sure. We should so. go to Vegas. We should do a, a Trek to the Holodeck Vegas edition. We should go to the Star Trek convention. We should there. Yeah. What is that? It's we should do a whole. We should one. record a whole episode where we're just walking down the strip while we're recording an episode. <laughs> well, we can As walk we progressively. We can walk through the. <laughs> The arch, we can like be like, all right, we're in sunny Los Angeles, California. We're gonna go to Vegas through the arch, you know. Be yeah. in the holodeck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Las Vegas is basically the holodeck for humanity, as as, much. It, as it for, is. Well, they just did a Formula One race there, and it was as spectacularly a failure as as it could. have I been. thought it was cool. I, heard, I heard no, it was, cool. it was a disaster. Really? It was what, a disaster. What happened? What happened? Drivers hated the fucking course. They're like, it was a boring-ass fucking course. Because well, it's and, in the middle of the fucking desert. Well, you can make a and good like, course. It, it seems like they didn't do a good job making a course. And uh, a drain cover came off and destroyed, I think, Ferrari was its car. Cool. <laughs> oh, you don't fuck with Ferrari's yeah, car. No. Um, it looks like Verstappen won anyway, so it's just... <laughs> and uh, because of that, people who... They had to, like, stop the race... And they, this has happened to Formula One in the past. Like they're terrible with their uh, fans when it comes to ticketing and stuff. But because of that, like it was during a practice round, and people who had bought tickets for the practice round were like, "Great!" They stopped it. They saw like ten minutes of racing. They stopped it, and then they waited it out uh, because they had to go check all the other drain covers and all this shit before they did their second round of practice laps. And by the time the second round of practice laps came around, they kicked everybody out because they didn't have enough staffing to actually continue it on after 2 a.m. Jesus Christ. So nobody got to see anything. People bought tickets for something and didn't get to see it. How, how in Las Vegas do you not have staffing for after 2 right. a.m.? Like the one city in the world where it's literally never is unstaffed. Good Lord. Oh, At least that was the party line, I guess, that sure. they didn't have like enough We didn't have the staffing. staffing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, we're back because the writer strike is over officially. The SAG writers strike. and actors strike. I don't know if the SAG. I don't I know, know if the SAG like, strike is that like it's it's postponed because they have a tentative yeah. agreement. I can't find anywhere online if they have ratified it or not. Actors you, are officially out there promoting their shit though. Well, because because it's per, because the the strike is postponed while they have right. a tentative agreement, they're allowed right. to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're yeah. back. As of November 9th, they were allowed to yep. start doing that. Um, let's see here. Um, it okay, my film fun. industry LA subreddit here. Six months earlier, we were six months from now. There's going to be such a um, entertainment desert. It's going to rattle the world. People are going to be yes. like, "There's <laughs> nothing. There's no TV. There's no movies. We're getting it all the TV and movies now." But in six months, they're going to be like, "What was it all for?" Just in time for a VHS, uh, an analog movie. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> On the sphere yes. in Las Vegas. <laughs> Guess who? That's not going to affect us, Star Trek maniacs, because we could watch Star Trek forever. 
and people who just like watching old movies. So repertory cinema houses are going to (laughs) be juiced. It's going to be awesome. I don't care. We were so we we Um, were earlier talking about the before we got on the uh, the strike and the uh, tentative agreement with the actors, the Screen Actors Guild, and how there's like some weird AI stuff in there that they slipped in there, and they're still kind of voting on it. Um, one of the things in there, they didn't slip it in there. They put it in there and well, okay. the, the, the negotiating committee for the actors were like, yeah, we're, we're, we're okay with that. Yes. They, <laughs> yes. Um, there was one thing about, uh, if you like don't finish a scene or whatever, they can finish the scene with AI and they will get compensated for that. Right, I think that's like this, you'll get compensated for whatever. The question that that raised was that hypothetically, actor like if you're The Rock, right, you could go on set for a day, shoot a scene, and then go on set for another day for another movie, shoot a scene, and let them complete it, and just shoot complete the whole a thousand movie. movies at once, which sounds like a hellscape. Here's my feeling on all this stuff. Uh, if the actors are getting compensated, one, good. That's the most important thing. Yes. And two, I really don't think people are going to want to watch movies that are 95% digitally recreated. Jan, I don't think was, people I are going to be into it. I don't have faith in anyone anymore. I understand. <laughs> that was my initial thought I, I don't, on it, Jan. Yeah, that I think we just spit thought. that out, you know? I'm like, there's a reason why studios do only like background actor uh, CG right now uh, there because I think they realize that like people don't want to watch like the uncanny valley rock do a, a 98% of a movie but I think that could I change have you seen changed. the mummy returns that rock scorpion king was great <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing I actually would prefer to watch that I agree. because <laughs> it you feel the craft and even though it's not good craft necessarily you feel the team of people just desperately trying to make the rock scorpion <laughs> trying to work and that's my feeling of generally with with film is like it's gotta you have to feel there's a there's something to the experience of watching something that has been created that has been crafted and i don't think there's going to be a lot of there's not a lot of like people are already bouncing off of marvel movies because it's so there's nothing like there's no interesting creation. I saw, mm-hmm. and this is not to take anything away from visual effects workers who are overworked and, um, you know, it's just not their really, fault. Uh, it's not their fault. Uh, I there have been great, great movies that have used visual effects to to, to in, in great ways, but there's just no plan anymore, and there's just no, there's just no feeling behind it. I it I recently saw a clip from a, a Disney Channel original movie that had the digital background characters and they looked so bad. Um it was like <laughs> it was horrifying. Like the they're like oh robot uh, like in the background and like they look like they were like made of putty. Like the people were made of putty and it's because these these Disney Channel movies are so low budget that it's like just throw them in the background. And it, they just were like at, in. in like a gym watching a basketball team. And it's like the oh row God. behind like, yeah, the row behind the kids who are on the court. <laughs> so it's like so bad. Rest in peace. It, feel, it feels Show. like a 30 rock bit that, sorry, Darius. Oh no, go for it. It feels like a 30 rock bit 
where uh, Jack yeah. Donaghy is like, we figured out that having live audiences is <laughs> right. too expensive. Like it's too expensive <laughs> to have live audiences. So we've just replaced them with our something, something branded digital yeah. models. And then he's yeah. showing a clip of it. It's like, and it's still in beta. Yeah. <laughs> or like the, 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 the turnaround shot would be like an empty studio. And then you, it like pans up to the screen and it shows like the <laughs> shitty audience models that exactly. are actually there. Um, I was I, I'm I'm skimming a Verge article about the whole thing. Good, and yeah, yeah. I'm not getting much as out one of should it because I I don't skim very well. But there is a, a paragraph here that is interesting. It says, "What's clear in reading the SAG after a summary is that in instances where actors felt the contract was being violated, the only recourse available to them would be through arbitration for financial compensation after the fact." So they're basically this is basically one of those like contracts that you sign with like a tech company being like uh, if you have any issues you have to go through arbitration you can't sue us. That's fucked. Yeah, and you know the company that has essentially virtually infinite resources right uh, in an arbitration situation will absolutely be incentivized to be like just do it we'll figure it out yep. later. Yeah. yeah. We'll just we'll just <laughs> If they sue us, I mean, if they if they want to go to arbitration, fine. Right. We have a we have a certain portion of our budget dedicated just, just for, for these arbitration. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I I don't think it has been ratified by the actors yet. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't find it anywhere. I don't think they have ratified just yet, but they are in the process. Well, of they said the they said the leadership committee. You said 85 percent of leadership committee uh, approved it, as opposed to 100 percent of it. the WGA. Uh, leadership, mm-hmm. which when talking about representation, you have 20,000 writers as opposed to 180,000 actors. Sure. So you're not going to be able to get maybe as many people on board. I understand it's more difficult when you have just a bigger pool of people in general. So, But I will say that the people from what I've from the research I've done, the people who voted against it on the leadership committee, one of their main issues was the language around AI. Sure. I mean, that, and that was the primary sticking point Makes from the beginning sense. is AI. Well, thanks folks for indulging us on all that industry oh. talk. It's the reason that we haven't been on the air. That's so. why we've been on hiatus. <laughs> really? I think that and I think we the all- person who is most concerned about us doing the podcast is actually uh, <laughs> you got Mr. Carl in uh, Sonoma. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, real quick while we're talking about unions, I do want to shout out the fact that the auto workers got their deal, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And the president of the auto workers union is the biggest fucking G He's in the world. Ass. I love this guy. In in his speech talking about how they got like their their agreement, he basically went off and said, uh, we set our deal, like our contract to end on April first. I mean, uh on April thirtieth. Of 2026, 2028. And basically that means that the day they have to start renegotiating is May Day, which is the International Workers, you know, Labor Day. Rights Day, Labor Day. Um, and he basically after that was like, and I, I highly urge all unions negotiating contracts right now to make that their renegotiation date as well. This is so basically he do called a general out, strike, yes, basically. This is how we do this a general is how strike. you do a general yeah. strike. Oh, yeah, I like that. I love that idea. And I really hope a lot of I really do hope a lot of unions start and pick up on that and saw that and will do that. I mean, obviously, I do not think the the actors union did that. 
but whatever. Uh, but other unions, other you know labor unions, if you hear that, absolutely. Well, fucking do uh, that's that. one like, of the things is Samuel, my husband, is very worried because his union, he's an IATSE, and the W and and the mm-hmm. Editors Guild is part of IATSE. He's really worried because Hollywood is so fatigued right now from the strike. Their contract negotiations are next, out year. next year, and so he's worried mm-hmm. that if they choose to go on strike, they're not going to find similar solidarity that the other union that they yeah. gave to the other unions um, because they're up for it. Um, the Animation Guild is up next year and so i think teamsters may be up at some point and so it's like everyone is like we have to all stick together and if the dga was kind of signed their deal and kind of threw their hands up and walked away (laughs) and so right yeah he's really worried because he's like we need to get a a good deal for us too so i i really do hope that people stand up for for iatsi because Writers, the writers and will. actors are important, but like IATSE covers so, so many, many fucking different parts of the industry that like y- y- you can't do movies without yeah. IATSE. You obviously can't do them without actors. You obviously can't do them without writers. But like IATSE is a huge fucking yeah. union. You yeah, it's basically you and yeah. everyone else. That's IATSE. <laughs> like, yeah, you hypothetically, you could make movies without actors and writers. You could not make movies without. The scope of IATSE, literally, <laughs> it, you just wouldn't be possible at all. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Let's get the those AI clauses. Get those AI clauses in there. <laughs> can we? Can we just imagine what the fucking hellscape of a world would be where all the only thing that you need to make movies is dumbass like executives? <laughs> hey, we're almost there. They'll man. just talk into a. They'll just talk into an <laughs> open AI voice prompter and like a uh, movie where Iron Man fights a bear. <laughs> And that's the, Scarlett Johansson. That's the Futurama execubots, <laughs> where it's like more reality shows. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh god, oh my god. <laughs> well, should we start talk about Star Trek now? I guess we'll talk about Star Trek. Let's do it. We did do Let's an episode this week, didn't we? I forgot. Yeah, we did. What episode do we do? Should we intro the podcast? Uh, we should. Okay. We actually have an intro that we normally do. Well, sometimes we introduce the episode before we do the intro. That's I don't, true. I don't know. That's true. Sometimes we. It's been so long since we've. You done know, we this can guys, do whatever we, we want. Really. <laughs> My name's Jan. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> Ooh, a little scratchy Ooh, there. <laughs> <laughs> My name's yeah, Jan. I, I picked up My smoking during the strike. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> My name's Darius. My name's Dylan. <laughs> and I'm Mark. Um, and, uh, you're, you're listening for the first time for like six months to an episode of believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. That was great. Now, normally we do, we, we watch a holodeck episode, 
we rate it because we're doing definitive rate rankings of every holodeck episode ever. Ever. But Man, we should have taken we- the time that we had <laughs> over the last six months to like update our list nah. and like have it ready to like put out and shit. And we did Look, it. Let's be real. Let's <laughs> I'm gonna be real for a second. Please be real. We could have record we could have backlogged. A whole season. That would have been the strike if, if we, yeah. <laughs> would it but have been though? we didn't. And that's because we hadn't had a break in a year. It's, it's fine. It's fine. No, no. It was a well needed break, yeah. I think, for all of us. And also somebody made a movie. Somebody else had a wedding. And yeah. Mark and I had to just hang out. <laughs> Mark was unemployed no. the whole time. Tossed, tossed a frisbee <laughs> yeah. around, you know, had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> We all have stuff um, so anyways thanks for listening folks thanks for coming back yeah. this week we're not doing a holodeck episode because one I, we thought maybe this thematically could kind of work for Thanksgiving but also because we're so rusty clearly that <laughs> couldn't guarantee that we would do a good job uh, on, a, on a holodeck episode we also we just, do we do have a couple episodes we do have a couple episodes banked that we were like mm-hmm. we have one episode that we we recorded before the actors went on strike um, that we still need to release. And then we have one episode finishing up the comics yeah. that we were doing. So you'll see those sprinkled in throughout the next, this season. Um, and we'll try to give you a heads up before we do it. But basically yeah. the reason why we're not doing a holodeck episode today is because we realized the whole idea of our podcast just kind of sucks ass. So we're just going to do normal <laughs> podcast. Normal. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> We're just abandoning three seasons in. We're abandoning the whole. We are prim- or five seasons in or whatever. Six seasons in, but okay. Sorry, I meant like three years in. This is a wellness podcast yeah. now. We're talking about wellness. <laughs> <laughs> what episode did we watch? Even though it wasn't a holiday, call of sweet. We watched Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, season seven, episode six, and it was called Treachery, Faith, and the Great River. Do we want to do a wrap around, a rope around, a uh, a reach around, <laughs> a runabout, a rope around, a rope a around, reach a around. Reach around, a rope a dope, uh, <laughs> rope a dope, a runabout, a runabout, a rope a dope. Do we yeah, want to do that or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah we should. Cool. We right. should do it. Uh, do we want to go through who wrote this and all that first, or do we want to do the runabout first? Let's do. A Let's quick do credits. Who wrote this. Okay. Since yeah, we've been credits. spending all this time talking about the strike <laughs> and credit records, fuck them. Okay, the teleplay was by David Weddle and Bradley Thompson. This based on a story pitched by Philip Kim. It was directed by Steve Posey. Posey. I'm going to do a quick look here. Steve Posey did Extreme Measures. The uh, the second to last, the penultimate, I think, Deep Space Nine episode. No, one of the last few, though. The one where they go into the mind of that Section 31 guy. Oh, yeah. Darius hasn't finished That's the show, so he doesn't know. Uh, Chimera, which is that's, uh, that's the one the with other the other changeling. changeling. That's J.G. Uh, Hertzler coming back as a different character than Martok. And... Penumbra, which I think is one of the, f- what is Penumbra? Which one's Penumbra? Um, Penumbra is that's also that's oh. also DS Nine. Yeah, it's it's the one where Worf and Ezri I think hook up. 
Okay. So he did a lot of season seven. As a character that Darius is not. Yeah, he did. Uh, This is Philip Kim's second episode that he pitched. The other one being Honor Among Thieves. Come on, show Bible. We know Honor Among Thieves. (laughs) Encyclopedia. We've heard of it. Mark. What? <laughs> Honor Among Thieves. Oh, Honor Among Thieves. That's the one where Chief O'Brien isn't that the one where Chief O'Brien joins the Orion Syndicate? Yes, it is. It's the one where he's yeah. a spy for an episode and he gets his own yeah. O'Brien oh, Syndicate. Am I right, guys? <laughs> the, oh, <God>. We're <laughs> back, <laughs> baby. We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Before we started the podcast, Dylan's like, what do we do for bits? I'm like, bits? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are we doing bits this podcast? We're just doing a regular podcast. I'm like, no, what? I meant like, are we what doing an a- improv, like an improv bit? I know. Yeah. I know. yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, I didn't know that's what he meant. I'm like a bit and improv are different in my mind. Like, <laughs> I, I, right. you're right. You're right. Uh, okay. Well, I think we know what our improv bit's going to be. <laughs> the O'Brien's indicate. That's not even part of this episode. <laughs> okay. You know no. what, Mark? That's honor of my thieves. <laughs> <laughs> you already cut your uh, hair. Okay, so step these, one. Those, yeah, uh, those are the big. Those are the big ones. The guest star shout outs. This says a lot of them. Jeffrey Combs is as a couple Wayuns. Casey Biggs is Damar. JG Hertzler, of course, is Martok. Nog Aaron Eisenberg. Rom Max Grudenchik, and Salome Yens as the female changeling. Ooh. Every time she comes on screen, I'm like, she doesn't have a name. This, just no, she's oh, just a no, female shapeshifter. Female changeling. Weird. Because they're not an individual. You know, you have to we have to think of changeling as like the, the founders as a collective. That's one. You're right. Yeah, there's yeah. one puddle. I do not enjoy you know, sometimes the Cardassians a bit of the puddle heat. breaks off. <laughs> Me neither. I quite agree. Uh, I also I know we've talked about this before, but I love that like the Ex- explanation on why Odo's face looks like trash is because he can't figure out human faces, yeah. right? But then other changelings also can't figure out human faces. Like, do other changelings' faces look like trash for the same yeah. reason? And- I think my my personal headcanon for it is that the, <laughs> for example, the female, like the founder, she just hates solid so much. She's like, I'm not making you my face. Look <laughs> That's like my thing. Hand. That's my thing. Cause they can make themselves like, Oh, I want to look like a Romulan or like, like I took the place of somebody right. else. But my thing is they don't have the concept of like what an individual's face looks like. So it's like, they can't okay. make an individual face. Yeah. They can copy someone else's face. And so Odo's is the face that they, they choose to copy because Odo was the first like, like person Main, to come back. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I'm okay with I that. I wish there was more episodes with Odo as like a gecko for the whole episode or like, you know. <laughs> like Animorphs, you just want to see Animorphs with Odo. Yeah, I feel like they have a really great thing going here. He could have been like a teddy bear for the whole episode, you know, but oh well. I guess I won't get my wish. <laughs> Retroactively. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is all limited by technology of the 1990s, right? That's why they didn't do more stuff. That's why that is why they didn't shoot whole episodes with just CG uh uh actors. That's why they actually had to hire actors. They actually had to hire Rene Bourgeois to to play yeah. a character. Yeah. Uh, speaking of change, now? yeah, let's do let's do a runabout. <laughs> we'll each get 20 seconds. 
Uh, I will be shocked if we get through everything. Uh, who wants to start? I'll start. <clears throat> then we'll do okay. Mark, Darius, Dylan. and me. Sure. Great. Okay, so it's... Uh, we have the timers ready? Sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know. Time, I didn't. Oh shit! Okay, uh, so it starts out with Odo. He's like giving a real sexy massage to his lady. Who I'll, I'll, I'll you can, you know who that is. Uh, and then we cut to Cisco and O'Brien, and he, Cisco's like, "I need this thing," and O'Brien's like, "Fuck, I don't have that thing." So then Nog's like, "I can get it for you." And so then uh, Nog and O'Brien start this like wild goose chase to like get everything, and it's like this like Yankee swap where everyone's going around trading things and uh Odo goes and finds a Wayun and Wayun's like fuck the Dominion I hate it now and they so Odo and and Wayun start to fly back and then they realize that uh, the Wayun that Odo has is like the replacement to Way the Wayun 5 but then Wayun 7 uh, is out there because Wayun 6 betrayed the Dominion and then um we also find that like Nog has taken the desk mm-hmm. of uh of um Oh fuck, Cisco! God, you everyone knows what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Cisco is his name, the captain of D Space Nine, <laughs> and has uh, traded off for a ship to get a bottle of blah 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 Martok. Everybody has a little cameo in the episode. It's very funny. Uh, also, Wei Yun Six, the the traitor, uh, gets a moment of peace as he dies in Oda's arms because a founder looks kindly upon him. Nobody bangs. <laughs> Nobody bangs. Nobody bangs. But yes. that that uh, opening scene. Nog 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 fulfills fulfills that, that opening scene where does. where Odo is like spilled over Kira's back. That is a I sexy, think there's some implied banging after this. Yeah, after the massage, I would agree. Um, it like still gives me the ick. That whole Odo. relationship gives me the. Ick. <laughs> I honestly do you not want people to be happy, Yun? <laughs> I love this episode. Strictly for the subplot that is uh, Nog trading things and O'Brien coming back and being like, where is this? He's like, oh, it's cool. I just traded it. He's just borrowing the desk bit with the guy who loves taking photos behind captain's desks is incredible. (laughs) That's such a lower decks-esque sort of subplot of like, I just have a picture of being behind every of these captain's desks. I can just imagine this person too, like having such a strange career because they're like constantly manipulating their, you know, transfers and all that so they can be in certain places. Yeah. Normally he just sneaks into their offices, but with the war going on, that's a lot <laughs> harder. It's a lot harder. <laughs> hey, uh, what was the guy's name? Willoughby or something? Hey, Willoughby, you got a package here from Deep Space Nine. It's huge. <laughs> It's massive. It's like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, just put it in. Actually, can you help me? Can you help me carry it up the stairs? <laughs> Why are there stairs on this ship? I would have loved when the desk comes back for Cisco to be like, "There's a weird chip out of the corner." Damn, what is this? What happened there? And the cut to this? them trying to push it upstairs and around a corner into the guy's living room. <laughs> I got a question. Uh, I got a question about that desk. Did. Did Cisco get a new desk at some point that I didn't know about because I haven't seen the whole thing? Because, like, I remember Cisco's desk not being a bunch of screens. I remember Cisco's desk being an actual desk. Yeah, in my mind, too, it's it's got to be a, a normal-ish desk to have a baseball right. on it, 
right? right. The little baseball. It wasn't thing a bunch and... of screens like when when he like is sitting I behind don't it. No, when he gets it back. Let's see here. Cisco's desk. I'm googling Cisco's. I don't desk. know if Cisco's <laughs> desk changed that much over the seasons. It may have gotten a little bigger. Yeah. Mm. I want to see the picture of this guy behind a bunch of different captains. So, well, Cisco's desk, like Picard's Captain desk. Captain Desoto. Like, like... He mentions Captain Desoto, who is. The one from he's the captain from Pegasus. Mm. Terry, not Terry Crews. Um, Terry something isn't his name because he he the guy from Lost. Uh, Michael Cavanaugh is his name. The actor who plays Captain Desoto. He was in. Uh, oh. Take your time. I'm looking at Terry O'Quinn. No, his name is Terry oh. O'Quinn. Maybe I'm looking at a different yeah. Robert DeSoto. Because it says so, here, Al Lorenzo collected hollow photos, including one of him sitting behind DeSoto's desk after sneaking into his office. Maybe he just references him in, in Pegasus. It looks like Cisco's desk is just black with some like lights beaming up, but then behind it, he's got some like little screen stuff. Screens. Because in that shot, it was screens. It was screens beaming back at him, but then the top of it had so, a bunch of lighting stuff. Yeah, going I saw on that well. too. I thought that was interesting. Fancy and ass I was desk. Like, this don't. This don't read. Yeah, this don't read is the desk that I remember Cisco having. <laughs> but he also Nog also steals a, a bunch of cases of uh, from Martok. Wine. From Martok, uh, so that was a fun one as well. <laughs> And then gets him better. Well, and every wise. time he's is instead of like he does it all with O'Brien's access codes. Like he's like he's like right. oh he took a runabout and he's like who authorized him to take a runabout? Uh, you did. You, you did. <laughs> like, you did. I love that this is just clearly O'Brien is so overworked and people are just like hey can you give me access? He's like, just like the code is five nine four three. <laughs> Don't I am too busy. Just just I don't care. Use the code. Use the code. Yeah. But there was that there was that scene though where Nog was like, Can I just get your access code? And O'Brien's just like, How about you bring it to me and I'll input my access code? Right. And then Nog like pushes him a little more and he's like, because you could tell O'Brien was like, This yeah. is a bad idea. I shouldn't Please. be giving him my a, access code. Yeah. <laughs> he's technically my superior officer though. <laughs> so uh, that is true. That is true. There's <laughs> I want to adjust things, by the way, uh, or to address the DeSoto situation. Oh, okay, you, go Mark, ahead. And the three, the three fans that will be like, actually, because uh, they're out there, and we we respect yeah. you. Michael Cavanaugh <laughs> played DeSoto. Pressman was played by Terry O'Quinn. Oh. So DeSoto was the yeah. So uh, you were correct, and I was wrong. I remembered the face of the admiral in the episode, the but captain, not the captain, because yeah. he was the captain yeah. of the USS Hood or something like that. Um, yeah. So okay. speaking of unions, um, Cisco, Cisco being like, you have three days. He's like, I can't get it for another three weeks. He's like, well, you have three days. And then, he, and then he's like, well, I finally got the, the gravity net. And he's like, how long do you have to put it online? He's like, well, I can do eight hours. He goes, eight hours. Uh, you have two. And I, part of me is like, <laughs> part of me is like, when your society is set up to where you're not incentivized by money to be doing things and you have like a really pushy manager. What's to stop O'Brien from being like, I'm out. 
Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. Just Fuck like walk off, off the line. Find another chief engineer. <laughs> you'd have to like file a formal complaint with Starfleet, I guess. That's the only... Yeah, it's kind of weird. Because <laughs> I've had shitty <laughs> managers that do stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I need the paycheck. So I guess I'll make it work. Like, So but if it's like, if I didn't ha- need the, the money, I'd be like, or you can fuck all the way off and I'll get it done when I get it done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think like for O'Brien, part of it is like thinking, well, he's going to take it out for a patrol in two hours regardless. <laughs> so if he goes out on a patrol and the ship gets destroyed because I didn't fix the gravity plating. I'm in trouble. <laughs> that's on me and I'll have to deal with the pain, like the yeah. mental yeah. torture of that. Like that's also, how like, in motivation and uh, incentivization works in the Federation. Yeah. Everything Guilt is through a moral this. lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels more, it feels also more like military-esque of like, well, if I don't do it, then he can just like put me in the brig for insubordination. Yeah. It's also, it is still a like, military organization. From Cisco's <laughs> point of view, it's also like a, I think Cisco knows he can't do this in three hours. But you say that as a way of saying, yeah. I need you to do this as fast as you can. Like, maybe. Absolutely. I, I also thought Cisco was a complete fucking other <laughs> asshole in this episode. I mean, when is he not? I mean, he's Cisco, a, lot, a lot of times. Cisco like, has normally, the capacity. Normally, he's Cisco an has asshole. the pa- capacity for a ton of compassion when he wants to. But then when he <laughs> wants to. Yeah. This was one of those situations where, like, I don't think, he, like, Cisco didn't have to be an asshole here. Cisco didn't have to go back out in the in the defiant he just wanted to this is one of those situations where Cisco's like I hate this I want to be out of here I like don't want to be sitting here doing nothing while else is fighting. he wasn't ordered to go, wanna, on like, go on patrol he wanted to go on patrol right. no uh uh-uh. uh he wanted to go on patrol and so he's like fix it <laughs> I want to take the car out for for a drive today I want to go That's for a joyride in the That's convertible really like. <laughs> going to the mechanic hey we just got the part in today oh great Um, well that's perfect because I'm going to take it out for a ride this afternoon, it's like, oh, what? No, no you, we can't. If I do don't that. install the part, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> but, but I have a lot of money, so and I want to take it for a ride. Okay, I want to take it for a ride. I I think that I really and to second what Dylan was saying, the the Nog subplot is the most Thanksgivingy part yes. of it, which is not even that Thanksgiving, yeah. but it's like you know, trying to help things and but trusting in the process of being giving and and grateful and all that and it comes around but uh what i really 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 love about it is that it shows the power of the federation because the federation is about it's not about assimilation it's about integration and taking what another culture's beliefs are and having that like help your own organization Mm -hmm. like a regular ass, like a Klingon would not have come up with this. A Romulan would not have come up with this. Uh, Their tactics would be different and they would have a different approach. Mm -hmm. But for Nog, he's like, oh wait, I see a way to do this with Ferengi culture. The Ferengi way. mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it was totally legal, totally possible, (laughs) like more or less. You know, he had, he bent some some rules. If O'Brien had just consented a little bit more, you know, like more willingly, but you can tell by the end of the episode, O'Brien's like, I see the value of this now. So tell me, like, what does he want, right? Like, what 
it was something about like what do they want for the Sorian brandy or whatever at the end of right. the episode. Yeah, how much does he want yeah. for the yeah. taste so of like, the Sorian brandy? To me, this is what the Federation has is make, makes it so strong. Is like we're not going to try to erase your culture. You don't have to conform to a hundred percent to what we are. Utilize your culture to help yeah. Yeah. everyone else. Had it been yeah. Wesley Crusher or Reg Barkley, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> the whole thing would have been a disaster. Well, like Wesley would have just like made, like he would have invented a, th- a new thing to yeah. replace it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how he would have solved w- it. Uh, Red- or Worf would have been like, Oh, we could do a raid <laughs> on this outpost or a Wesley- would be like, we could backstab some people. would have invented something new, but he would have had to have like data fix it up for it. Yeah. It would have been like a <laughs> shitty crafts version of what it needed to be. And then data would be like, but if you just put this part here and then, and then he'd yeah. be yeah. like, you know, look, like- I made this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Reg Red Barkley would have been so anxious he would have just gone to the Hollow Suite and just fucked off and just been like on the Hollow Suite all day. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, not sure how Reg would would, 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 would get out of the situation. Go hang out with the Voyager crew on the Hollow Suite. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah, and then and then uh, Bellana would have came up with it and he would have been like, "Great." <laughs> Bellana would have married not Bellana. Yeah, Blana. She would no. I'm thinking of uh, Luxana. <laughs> Luxana. Luxana. Luxana would have uh, just married somebody who has one of those gravity plates. <laughs> Here's a gift from the Beta Z government. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Benjamin, <laughs> you're always losing things, aren't you? Just as an excuse to see me. I enjoy. Um, I enjoy ladies. the the um a plot of the of the episode as well obviously the b plot is the more fun and and i do like it i I enjoyed the a plot as well um i feel like they didn't odo doesn't utilize the information that wayun gives him he literally told him how to destroy jemhadar um fighters with a runabout and we don't see them use that information for the rest of the show. Spoiler alert, Darius. We don't see them use that information for the, for the rest of the show. It's like (laughs) seriously one phaser hit from a runabout destroys a a Jemadar fighter. It was three changed the the, phaser hits, but still it could change the trajectory of the war. (laughs) Why doesn't he use that's Odo. That's weird. Very strange. I think Odo has a weird code. Sorry, go ahead. I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a writing Um, it's a writing loophole. Like they just didn't think about it moving forward. But I also think you can head candidate into oh, Odo's, like I don't like, want to use this information and, and that stuff. Yeah, and maybe a third third degree of this is the Dominion knows that Wayun Six betrayed them and that their scout ship or their pursuit ship that should have easily taken out the runabout got destroyed. They so sure it's like, it up. Okay, he he probably yeah. Gave away these secrets, so let's patch all the ships. Does that and make sense? Get rid of this. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. Gotcha. It is. I. I. You know, props to Jeffrey Combs, by the way, for <laughs> doing two Wayun performances that are both distinctively Wayun, but also you just see the slight yeah. difference in the, the side so, of the okay. coin. Evil Wayun and, and innocent Wayun. Well, he's not innocent completely, but True. he has like headcanoned his way. Speaking of head, like he's made it work in his head. Like this war is actually bad for the Dominion, and Odo is a founder. So how can I yeah. still be faithful and believe in these things and and do something different? Which is you know similar to how like Garrick operates as a Cardassian. Like I want the best for the Cardassian people. Yeah. 
And that means actually not working with the current Cardassian regime or Damar when he figures out, oh, fuck, I've sold everything out for what? Uh, I think that's something that Deep Space Nine tries to do a lot, which I think is very yeah. interesting, mm-hmm. is how can you be how can you be loyal in the face of... And also Worf, dealing with the Klingon Empire. The whole show is just like, this is a horrible government, right. <laughs> but I'm a Klingon. You know, how do I do that? Yeah. How do I make that work? How do I con- uh, consolidate consolidate how do i justify this that's fascinating i love it good Boom. stuff i love it i love it you want to pop in the archives real quick let's do it let's, let's do, do it, it. <laughs> accessing starfleet archives deep space nine simulating you may now enter the holodeck uh, thank you for joining me, friends. Uh, what I wanted. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, why'd you invite I us all here? You got, we got like a urgent. We got like an Very urgent, urgent message on our pad. Yes. Uh, okay. It, if you want, put on all the, these uh, these specialty com badges I made. Okay. 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 What do they do? Yeah. What? Okay. When you wear this, mm-hmm. you are officially a member of the O'Brien Syndicate. Whoa. Wait, really? What's the O'Brien Syndicate? And what the is O'Brien the O'Brien Syndicate? syndicate? <laughs> Sick. Why are you laughing? It's it sounds awesome. Well, first of all, the combat the combat is uh, shape is literally just Chief O'Brien's yes. face. Also, do you know cool. how hard it was to make it functional and have his face? Also, on it, it sounds like that that uh, intergalactic gang, the Orion Syndicate, that commits crimes all yes. over the galaxy. <laughs> Are we well, gonna I heard Kurt say it jokingly the other day, and I thought it was a great idea. Okay. I actually, yes, it is a good idea. So I'm glad that you've uh, taken it. I will be receiving like a 10% uh, finder's fee Cut. for the yeah, yeah for everything. Do we have to pay fee. for them? Um, you don't have to pay for them. Jan or oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Who? Who's I don't Jan? know. It's a buddy of mine. <laughs> oh. He's a, a guy. He sells me a lot. Did of he sell you the com badges? <laughs> He, he sells me comm badges. Uh, all I was saying is Lopec has already paid for the comm badges, so you guys don't have to pay for them. Oh, so you're okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what do we, what like, now that we're in the O'Brien what does that mean? like, what do we do? Yes, yeah. so uh, you know how O'Brien often needs parts and supplies? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we acquire them and give them to o- Chief O'Brien. Cool. That's fun. All right. I and we like sell to trade for stuff. I'm not sure. I I just explored very briefly. I, I skimmed this article uh, about what are you doing illegal with your hand? criminal organizations. I'm just trying to find the words <laughs> oh, okay. illegal criminal organizations in human history, and I thought it was an interesting thing to pursue. Cool. And Chief O'Brien has a, a name that sounds like I mean again Pert said O'Brien Syndicate jokingly the other day at Quarks and I thought that was a great opportunity that sounds rad so you got you got O'Brien involved right oh he, he has no idea this is happening so, so he if does we not just start, know. so if I like if I get a, like a bunch of Bajoran spring wine and just drop it off at his quarters without telling him he'll just be fine with that well he won't know why unless he specifically needs it yeah. Oh, so, okay. so are we? So, what you're saying is we are going to illegally tap in and listen to O'Brien's comms. Yes. With these badges, to figure out what O'Brien needs, and then 
that's the first illegal part of it. And then the second illegal part of it is we will be acquiring anything that he needs and giving it to him. Yes. For example, uh, I have deduced based on his recent communications traffic with Dr. Bashir that he needs an antifungal cream for his feet. Whoa. Because I guess he's been working on his feet all day. Isn't that something that isn't that something that Bashir yeah. would just give him as the doc as his doctor? Well, apparently there are supply issues because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people on Septus Three who are fighting in the caves there, and they need as much fungal cream as as is, yeah. is being so produced. So where can we steal this from? Well, we we have to go to Septus oh. Three and steal it from the supply depot, oh, wait. the Federation supply depot. So we're stealing from the Federation What's the fungal cream. There's no ste- well, we, it's we, not stealing. Guys, it, actually, if it's from the Federation, anything. yeah. I mean, hold on. What's the what's the fungal cream right, that he needs? It's oh, it's uh, hold on. It's a Deveronian fungal cream. Oh, Deveronian fungal yeah. cream. Yeah. No. Oh, I have that in my medicine cabinet. Oh, well, can, can we steal uh, it from your medicine Bashir, cabinet? Bashir just needed. Bashir just gave it to me a couple months back, and you really only need to cool. apply it. Like, so once, what do you want? And then it what takes do you want care of it. it? So I have like a whole tube of it. What do you want for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, for let's trade. Let's top. trade. Let's let's do some bartering. Well, no, that's him. not really no, like no, the, 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 the O'Brien, O'Brien syndicate. Yeah. I'm starting to understand the concept now. We have to yeah. we have to. Trade. I'm really proud of what you put together here, Lopec. You really like stepped into your human. We used to uh, use a similar here. method awesome. in the in the the camps on Bajor. You, you you can't you have to trade things with other people. Mm-hmm. You can't just take. I mean, you can just yeah, take, no, but you can't just give it things away. You have to either take it or you trade it. Yeah. All right. Well, I could use like a day off. Does someone want to come? Sorry, no, 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 no. It's got to be a material. I'm working on this material really where I take photos. Wait, hold on. The captain's desk. I'm, that's going to be tough for me to. <laughs> wait, you're taking photos oh, behind captain's desks too? <laughs> are wait? Are you doing that also? No. Oh no, I have a buddy that does it. Oh. You guys are doing that too? I'm working on this big art project where I take photos behind everyone's uh, all the captain's desks. It's going pretty well. Yeah, I've been. You know the hard one. He's been helping out. The hard one to do, Janeway. That's a hard one. I got it. Well, Janeway died like four years ago when the Voyager was <laughs> Get, sucked into the Guess what I'm doing hole. on Janeway's desk, too? I'm like laying what? down on it like a sexy lady. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. Wait, did you Tom, do it when the, Voy- the when Voyager was stationed here for a day? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it was awesome. That was a hard that was one really to get. That was Especially for me to get all my clothes off and back on in time. Wait, to you get were naked on the room. desk? <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's that's yeah, why dude. you called for an emergency transport. Totally yes. in the buff. Yeah, you said in the buff. Oh, right, right, right. It was awesome. Wasn't that cool, Tom? Man. Yeah, that was like... That Wait, was a, that was Tom, were you the one taking the picture of him doing it? Uh-huh. It Sometimes cool. I feel yeah. like y'all's relationship's his, a little his, weird. His hollow... His hollow camera's uh, self-timer is broken, so he wrote me uh, into yeah, it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Okay. Anyway. By the way... uh, uh McCall, I just wanted to say your new roommate kind of has like a Vorta look to him. <laughs> like he's a little Vorta-y. That haircut. Haircut's a little he's weird. It's a little weird Vorta-y haircut. What about him? I don't know. I, I Look, I don't want to say this super out loud, but we are wearing the O'Brien Syndicate combat just now, so we're probably safe. But like, you got to weigh you in there. Is it the Which one? You got to weigh ears, nine? Do the ears give him away? Yes, yeah, the ears. So he so he in reached head, out, he reached head. out to me, and he said, mm-hmm. he said I need to get out. So I, I used uh-huh. I used the o, the O'Brien syndicate badge. I spoiler alert I Good. stole one earlier. 
Rebels. I have two badges now. Well, and I got his access. Well, I got good. Chief O'Brien's access code, and I stole a runabout. And I went and I picked up Wayun Nine. You got a Wayun Nine? Yeah. Dang. He's like he was probably on ice stuff. Yeah, Wayun Nine. He was actually really a baby high. when I got him, but the they're Vorta, wow. so they grow really, they I'm grow really fast. Yeah, they grow I'm really fast. The Wayun Ten. I've heard the ten's pretty awesome. The nine has some great features. The ten actually has heard the ten. The ten actually has some titanium in it. It's like really cool. Whoa, guys, what do you think they're gonna do for like the twelve, like the Wayne twelve? What do you think is gonna be in the Wayne twelve? I heard they're gonna add like a third eye. Really? They can they can see further. I heard they were gonna seal up all the holes in his body, so you completely, like, completely waterproof, waterproof, holeless. Yeah. You could just waterboard yeah. the heck out of it, and it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. They won't yeah, tell exactly. any secrets. Yeah. No, the mm-hmm. the the nine though. He's um, he's not really telling me anything. Um, but maybe if we maybe if we bring him into the O'Brien Syndicate, he'll he'll start to tell some secrets. I mean, That's I think we should. I already have two yeah, combat. Yeah. Do they come out with like all the memories? Do they come out with all the secrets and stuff, or do they have to learn it? Um, they have. I think it, they're built in. I think the secrets are built in. Wow, that's all. I mean, that's the Wayun Nine was the best design Wayun, I think. So I'm excited oh, to have him in the, easily. the syndicate. Well, the reason I asked is because I got a, I had a Wayun Four, Whoa. and it came oh. preloaded with all this Klingon opera. That's a revolutionary mm-hmm. Wayun, right there. That was yeah, the, they took oh, a huge leap forward with the Wayun Four. Huge leap forward, but it had that it had the Klingon opera on it that you couldn't remove and oh, he would just yeah, yeah, yeah he would just yeah. Sing it was like it. preloaded on there and then when there was more yeah, new yeah. Uh, opera i remember it would just auto upload and you couldn't delete yeah. it yeah yeah it was yeah. awful yeah. and for some reason even though it's like alphabetically it should be towards the bottom it would always start yeah. playing at first, this worst. no matter oh, what yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think that was yeah. a huge misstep by the dominion yeah that they partnered up with, the, with i the, think that's what actually what started the war <laughs> I think it did yeah. too. I mean, it was like a few years ago when, the, yeah, when they incited the Klingon Cardassian yeah. War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. I am getting a message here from Chief O'Brien. He wants to know how. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, can actually, can I grab these badges back from you real quick? Why? What? Why? The, not a not a big deal. It's just I think O'Brien's like freaking out about something. It's not a huge thing. Did O'Brien find out about that? Oh, about okay, I have two. Hey, you can take... I'm going to keep one, but you can have my other one. Yeah, yeah, as long as he gets four yeah. back, I All think right, he'll cool. be okay yeah, with that. Four? Yeah, yeah. He gave you the badges? O'Brien gave you the O'Brien syndicate Yeah, he badges. made these because he was, he was on a bender or something like that. Jesus Christ. Was this for his 50th birthday? Yeah, it was for his 50th birthday that makes party. Sense. And he was going to give it to his best friends, but Julian yeah. was... You know, he was on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Worf was on. He was doing the counseling or whatever, the the, uh-huh. the consulting with the Klingon Empire. Cisco was uh-huh. like, I think, in the wormhole. Uh, he was on patrol. So Cisco like, told me he was on patrol. He take oh. he took the fine out just like for a ride. But he's been doing that he a goes lot on patrol, recently. But the secret is, the secret is, is he didn't get he didn't get <laughs> called out on patrol. Yeah, he, he just, just wanted went. to go yeah. out on patrol. Yeah. And he's going out there like bored. with minimal crew. I think like, him and Cassidy are having some issues because he's just like, "Hey, I'm I'm going I'm going for a yeah. drive." I'm like, "Okay, bro." Absolutely. Bumping to her the other day, and she's like, "Have you seen Benjamin?" And I'm like, "I'm not sure who you're talking about." Like, I kind of like Benjamin. Knew I was playing like, it cool. More like Benja Benja yeah, Ben. <laughs> yeah, he's Benja out. <laughs> Benja out. Benja out. Yeah. Okay, so like yeah, that. I'm just gonna go and give these back to O'Brien and okay. 
I'll probably just do a, like a sort of a mind meld and just erase the memories of. Abe I'm gonna go check in my way. Good call. Yeah. I'll see you guys later. Okay. Oh shit! Okay, hey yeah, Tom. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. Uh, some Ferengis that just boarded. They said they got uh-huh. Captain Archer's desk from a scavenge. What? Do you want to go take a photo with it? What? Absolutely. Oh, sick. Okay, let's go. Archer's desk. Now that's 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 old school. That that's good. a good one. <laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> we're so back. We're, we're so back. We're so, we're so back. fucking back. What so was Benja gone? What the? <laughs> ben- Benjamin. Oh, Benjamin. I was like Benjamin. Like Min and gone. I got it. I understood. Oh, that was a delight. We're back, baby. I missed you, fellas. And that was a little bit longer improv, but we don't have a rating today, so that's okay. Yeah, we're we're done. We're not rating anything. The episode is yeah. done. Uh, so, f- folks, thanks for listening again. Truly. Just like <laughs> thanks for being so patient mm-hmm. and big fans. We really appreciate that. Um, we will be doing. We'll, we'll probably uh, release the episodes that we already recorded in the next couple. Next of weeks. week, we'll next week will probably be yeah. uh, part three for the comic. Um, the comic book. Yep. Uh, all in a sea of wonder, um, and then the the yep. week after that uh, is one that we recorded uh, an actual holodeck episode that we recorded uh, from before the strike. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like five years Way ago, five before. months yeah. ago, yeah. And then uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, doing some new back content. In swing. So, back in the swing, at just in time for Disco Season Five to premiere. <gasps> when does that premiere? Last, Did they push it to next year because of the strike? This this season new season of Lower Decks ahead. had a lot of holiday content in it, so I'm excited about sure that. Sure did. There's another uh, season of Lo- how many seasons are they on? Uh, they just finished season this is, four. This was season four. Yeah. Wow, it's so good. This new season was so good. It was really, really finding their stride. Yeah. Well, they found it a few I mean, seasons ago. I think ago. they got it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, right, I haven't finished this newest season, but it's good stuff. I've watched a few of them, and a couple. Of the first couple are pretty good. Yeah. It says here disco anytime between January and April 2024. So I guess Paramount's trying to figure out how to fuck it up the most. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about it, but uh, Joaquin Castro, Representative Joaquin Castro, announced that um, Congress is going to start investigating studios that shelve movies and and shows. No, yeah. Um, f- for for a loss. loss, he says it's basically like burning good. down a building for the insurance money. Um, and yeah. good, Fuck yeah, <laughs> good. Fuck yes, yeah, good. Well, yeah, that thing's great. Uh, the, the episode that we will be releasing from way back when is room for, room growth, for growth. Yeah, by the way, that's right. Uh, room yeah. for growth. So, oh man, don't even remember what show that's from. I think it's TNG. Yeah. Uh, but good on Congress. The only good thing Congress could can do at this, if I hope they, they actually if do, they it. do it, yeah, they can invest. Uh, it, it's easier to <laughs> they investigate. They say they do a lot of stuff. It's easier to investigate something than it is to like pass a law or something. So actually, they can at least yeah. shine a spotlight on things. So, yeah, for sure. Mm. All righty, boys. Um, well, well, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, if if you like this and you weren't already subscribed, which be, would be some wild miracle, go ahead and subscribe us. Uh, subscribe to yeah, us mm-hmm. on whatever podcast network you use. Yeah, or whatever app. Intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline. Use with permission from the Midwest. If you do like the podcast even more, check us out on our Discord channel, which I haven't been on in maybe twenty years, but I'm assuming it's pretty lively. Oh, 
since since we have a couple seconds, I know we're trying to finish up, but um, in the Discord, uh, Aesops did post the new um, Combadge bullshit. That, what's going uh, on? What's what's their name just released? What is this? God, it's a it's AI. It's like a it's like an AI platform that they're trying to give what like replace cell phones with. Uh-huh. Uh, and. I think I sent it in our group chat, but I don't think you guys caught it. How do you replace? Um, it is, yeah. Um, it's it's made by a company called Humane, Whoa, which that's is scary. like, come on, guys! <laughs> like, are we trying to go for like super villainy? Like, yeah. thing thing like the the design of it looks kind of cool, but also like a lot of issues. A lot of issues. They have they say they have like a audio bubble, Whoa. so like it will talk to you but outside of the bubble nobody else will really be able to hear it cool um which i don't know how they actually accomplish that is this like the harry kim's like secret thing yeah. where he's talking yeah. to tuvok oh it's got a little camera <laughs> it's got a cam it's got a camera on it in in their announce like in their like announcing it video the guy was like you know it doesn't have it doesn't have it's not always listening but it does have a wake up word. So like I'm like, then it is always listening. Oh. It's always listening. I don't know how you accomplish word. that. I mean, it's just like Siri right. and Google Voice and yeah. Alexa. They I mean, all right. have to always listen. Look, guys, we have our phones on. It's all like uh, this is no different from a phone, it seems like, right? And it's yeah, got it's a little projector phone. that like projects onto your hand cute. so you can like do things with it if you need to do things with it. That's um, cute. And one of the things that it does that somebody pointed out pretty quickly was like you can like in the when you have it on, you can like show it things like a book or something, and it'll find it online so you can buy it online instead of like in the store. That's annoying. Um, but they're like, What do you what 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 are you buying? Like which version of this are you buying? Like what do you mean? Am I buying the cheapest version? Am I buying the one from Amazon? Am I buying it from the actual like person who's selling it? Like where is it buying it from? And how do I know I'm getting the cheapest price for it? Like, it's just, he's just say buy it. And then it bought it. And it's like, oh, okay, just, cool. Yeah, some weird example. Jesus. It really just feels like somebody tried to put like Google or Siri into, into a, a badge. Into a badge. And I'm like, I don't want to sit here and have miscommunications with my chest the same way I have miscommunications with my phone. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> wild. So. I am enough of a nerd that I would want something like this. Yeah, you I'd fuck what? around with it for it's a bit. It's cool. I'd see That's if it, the thing. It's, like, too, it's, it's cool, too and in the beta idea behind right it is cool. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Apple will have their own uh, version of this in f- six years, and they'll be like, we It also it. feels like, to me, one of these things that they didn't, that like all these tech people who came up with it were like, well, I wear like a thick turtleneck, so that's fine. But then like the minute you wear like a like, a, a lighter piece of it's, t-shirt or something and you put this your, heavy your ass thing on it, it's just going to yeah. like pull down <laughs> yeah. your shirt. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, it makes sense for the bay. Everybody... Right. Yeah, it's like... You're wearing a hoodie all with, the time. With tech yeah. people. It's like everybody's... Yeah. What happens if... What happens if I want to... Yeah, put, what happens if I want to put a jacket on? Or not wear anything? Like, what if I, I just don't want to have a shirt The watch, yeah, the watch makes sense until it straps yeah, onto the glues it to his chest. <laughs> a future where people have like weird like BDSM uh, straps around their body with like these 
hey, in order to have the bad. We don't kink shame on this pod. Some people wear those. It's very cyberpunk. You said weird. There's nothing weird about those. Weird is a, in my vernacular, a very positive oh, okay. word. Yeah. Yes. You have to remember, he's a zillennial slash That's true. Yes. Zillennial. <laughs> he's a young millennial. <laughs> oh my God. We belong to an amazing podcast network called Indiesaurus. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Check out some of their other content. The computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thank you, Verona. And as always, yeah. uh, Paramount, uh, get fucked. Just leave us alone. I'm so tired of your bullshit. <laughs> so, and add more movies back <laughs> onto your streaming service, you fucking maniacs. Stop taking things Stop off. Yeah. Fucking God. around. Also, figure out your streaming. Like, I, you know what? I want an option where I can just download the thing before I watch it. Yeah, I agree. Just like, let me download a th- six gig. Let me wait 10 yeah, minutes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> if it stutters, I'm like, this sucks. This sucks I know, but like my internet's not perfect. So just, and you have clearly no interest in optimizing your streaming apps. So just go ahead <laughs> yeah, and so let me it. download for 100%. like a brief. I would, down, I would buy a, a USB-C connector and like a four terabyte hard drive and attach it to my Chromecast if it meant I never had to deal with buffering again in my <laughs> yeah. life. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, it's not Paramount Plus, but it's uh, Max. Watch Scavenger's Reign. What? It's really Scavenger's good. Reign? What is that? Oh, God. It's really good. Oh, it's Scavenger's show. Rain. New shows. It's an H. It's, it's it's, it? it's not an HBO show. It's a Max show. It's a Max original. But it it should it's better than anything they're coming out it? with right now. Never so even heard of it. Check it's it out. Probably oh, it's animated. It's an animated. Oh. Yeah, it's really oh. good. Like it's really. Oh, I'm into good. it. I like the art style. Well, we all. Uh, all right, folks. Bye. Program. Spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated.